Thursday, July 27th, Sleepers Podcast returns. Yesterday, we had David Klein, Spartan DK on the show. Fun episode. Hope everybody enjoyed that. Feedback was pretty good, I would say. We got in the weeds on a lot of Big Ten basketball stuff and uh, talked for about an hour longer than we intended to, which is typical us with DK. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. If not, go to our channel, watch that, listen to it on Apple or Spotify either way. Today, we're back with a more traditional formatted episode. Uh, three topics. We'll do comments at the top. And uh, Cart, I'm just glad to see you because after the way you performed on the golf course yesterday, I was a little concerned it might have been it for you. Yeah, I mean, t- today was like not one of those days where I'm like, I hope I wake up. It was more so like, let's just see what happens. If I didn't wake up, I would have been completely okay with it after yesterday's golf round. But, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was good to, you know, play 18 with you and you know got some uh got to see the the my father's uh country club and whatnot and got to play a pretty nice course and you know he gets very hyped to like show people like the country club like we got to the turn and uh he was like yeah greg if you want to go to the pro shop and you know grab a belt or a polo or something just uh (laughs) just go ahead and grab one he just loves entertaining people we had some good 19th hole combos and miller light so it it was a good time i enjoyed it yeah, Luther stock is through the roof right now. I feel like I really understand more about who Cat is as a person after meeting Luther. Uh, Luther also did his thing on the golf course, as did our man John Black. John Black, JB, aka the the champion, the senior senior tier champion. He was just ripping fairways all day. That's all he was doing. Yeah, but also we uh, you know, we got we got to the nitty gritty of this like club. Like we started off where we're playing with the senior champion. Then, like, it's a senior champion, but they're in different flights based on their abilities. And I'm like, all right, okay. Because, but, but still, JB was struggling. It's, it's a Mickey Mouse championship. JB didn't. Did uh, you know, uh, okay. He said it, not me. All right. Well, we got uh, Monsoon Don also. We were planning on doing golf and then tennis before I drove home. But uh, on the 18th green, we got just absolutely destroyed by a thunderstorm. I had to drive back home through the thunderstorm. That was a little intimidating at one point, a lot of construction on Michigan roads. Point is we're here. We survived. Uh, it was a fun day on the golf course. 101 for me. And we think around a 140 for cart. We, we think we're not totally sure. Um, rough day, but Hey, we worst move round on. Of my, worst round of golf of my life, including the first time I picked up the clubs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just golfed with you so many times. It's a wild linear regression <laughs> um, you're you're due for a good round here soon all right let's let's jump in we've got three topics uh should be an interesting episode today some interesting topics we got such a, a fill of college basketball big 10 talk yesterday only one of our three topics today is really college basketball oriented there's a lot of drama on social media uh specifically in the state with some rivalry talk right now and some crazy behavior so we're gonna lead with that but first let's do some comments we got 24 comments on the episode with DK uh let's get to them Gavin says really like what Greg said about how the tournament can rewrite history for a team look at the end of conference play horrible loss to Iowa awful big Ten tournament loss to Ohio State if the season ends there the vibes for that team would be bad. But after the tournament, it changed the overall feeling for what the team was and what they accomplished and also the trajectory for this coming year. Absolutely. I've been uh, I think I've pointed that out to you quite a bit, Cart. It's like this is a top five team in the country now. But when A.J. Hogard was making pissy faces at Tom Izzo on the bench a week before the season ended, didn't feel like a top five team in the country coming. 
if we get those if we get those pissy faces this year, the floor general's coming in. That's true. That's a nice development. Spartan Marinelli eight seven five says, "I love DK's opinions. He knows his stuff. Go green. Go white." I was trying to tee you up for that, but you were a little slow to jump in. No, no, that, no I, 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 we know how we, DK's a recurring guest on this show. Uh, and it's always, honestly, for me, I like being the third party in that because you versus DK is like Godzilla versus Kong. It's just like <laughs> two, two, two massive forces colliding. And I just like to kind of sit by and watch it unfold. I like having DK on the show most because I think they're very entertaining episodes for the most part. Like oh, I, I don't always go back and listen to our stuff, but I usually do when we have DK on. And um, I, I, it's a good episode usually because we don't agree all the time. And we've said it before. We want people on the show that we don't agree with. We think that makes for good conversation. And uh, I got bit at the end of last year a little bit with that. Remember, like people kind of acting like I was really attacking DK personally on Twitter. And it's oh, like, yeah. DK, like we're friends. We like each other. Like that's part of the dynamic of our friendship. So I uh, appreciate him coming on the show. I'm glad people enjoyed it. I took D Rose's SAT said IU has biggest variance in the conference. Top four finish to NIT slash 22 Michigan, but has a plausible path to improvement from last year. The return of Xavier Johnson improved length. Athleticism should have them competing for a top 20 defense nationally. I use offense will be a bit more balanced approach this year with X and Galloway showing the ability to shoot. Uh, and then Mbako filling JHS's role as a tough shot maker. That's where you lost me. D Rose's SAT. I don't know about Mbako playing hood Shafino's role. Yeah. And honestly, I don't see any world where Indiana's a top four team. To be to be real with you, I think a good year for them would be in like in the five six range. But who knows with the Big Ten? We always say like it's impossible for a team to be top four when we go year after year. I mean, you can go to last year. You brought it up many a times that a team wins one game or a team loses one game, they'll go from eighth or ninth all the way up to four. So who really knows? Yeah, that's the thing. Is more. I, I more or less Michigan state last year was pretty close to Michigan state the year before, but they finished fourth because they won their uh, like one game down the street. I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting to form a dialogue. <laughs> there, there might be too much emphasis put on finishing top four in the big 10. Oh, it doesn't matter at all. It's just like you, you get, you get the buy, right? The double buy in the big 10 tournament. Is that what, is that really what it is? Yeah. I, essence, okay, yeah. that that's great. That is great. I'll admit that. But like, maybe way too much. Like, there's actually like, oh, we finished top four in the Big Ten, and this is me speaking personally. I feel like even Michigan State fans have said this. Oh, good year, finished top four in the Big Ten. Maybe a little bit too much emphasis put on that. Yeah, at least until the Big Ten is good again. Back when right, it was like, like top, but top four in a good year in the Big Ten, you can you can yeah. hang your hat on that. Top four in some of the recent years, it's like okay. Yeah, back when it was like Oladipo, Stauskas, Denzel Valentine. I forget who Ohio State and uh, Illinois. Had. Well, they were good teams back then. Then, yeah, top four. Super impressive. Oh, my God. This year, like, I, <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. They're like, if Wisconsin's the third best team in this conference, which is what was, I mean, was like, Wasn't Ohio State like D'Angelo Russell? Like, Crab. Yeah, like it was just star. It was stars everywhere. And then this, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin built around Chucky Hepburn is supposed to be the third best team in this conference. If if you finish top four, that's not a hang the banner moment, but uh, maybe it could happen. D Rose's SAT. We'll see. Spartan Marinelli. Another comment says it's all about the tournament. Uh, quotes. Greg, 
It's all about the tournament, Greg. I'd rather come in fourth in the Big Ten and make a Final Four. Uh, you root for the right program, Spartan Marinelli. If all that matters is the tournament, you root for the perfect program for you with that. Uh, Spartan Marinelli. Kevin Lucas 2900 says nothing but greatness here, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate you. OG from uh, the Spotify live days, Kev. Uh, he knows ball for the record. Gadsby says, if I'm Kyle Guy, I'm fisting fight Greg for that Fletcher lawyer comp. He meant to say fist fighting, but I'm going to focus on the fact that he said I'm fisting fight Greg. I don't want any part of that, Gadsby. <laughs> that comment was a little bit wild. I'm high on Fletch, but I, I Kyle Guy was low-key a little bit different. Can we do a quick dissection of that? Because I don't think it was that wild. I don't I get know if it I want to see wild. this. I, I, I know this. Actually, I don't even know if the stats will line up. But, like, I mean, I guess there's a world. Fletch was, like, people forget what Fletch was doing towards the start of the season before he got injured. And like, So, uh, Kyle Guy played three years at Virginia. Three. Right. McDonald's All-American superstar. Three years at Virginia, right? You know what Kyle Guy averages a freshman at Virginia? What? Seven points per game. Well, how many minutes was he playing? 18. 18. Fletch was probably playing, what, close to 30? Uh, I can pull that up as well. Okay. It's a little bit different. I don't, I don't know. I'm going more so off eye test with those two, but I could see a world where they they play alike. But Kyle Guy had some shit to him to me. You don't think Fletch has some shit to him? Because that's... Uh, but the thing is, Fletch might have some shit to him. So as I'm going through this in my head... That's a big part. Like my reasoning for going there is because I think Fletch does have shit to him. Like I, I, Kyle guy might be more talented by, I I think it's a little more talented, not a lot more talented. Fletch played 28 minutes, scored 11 points per game, two and a half assists per game. He just didn't shoot the ball well from three down the stretch of the season. If he did, he would have averaged more. Um, Kyle guy jumped from seven points a game to 14 points a game as a sophomore. But again, it's like Kyle guy's best year was, two points per game more than what Fletcher did last year. Like, ah, I don't know. I think there's a trajectory here, especially when Fletcher's playing next to the best player in the country who gets the ball every possession. Like what does Fletcher look like when he's now option one on a Purdue team? And Kyle, and Kyle guy played next to a table setter, which also Fletcher lawyer would be playing next to. I think it, by junior senior year, I think Fletcher lawyer is like a 15 to 18 points a game guy if they want him to be, if they want to feature him, like I think he is capable of doing that. And that's where the comp came from. Uh, sorry, Gadsby. I, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus for a little word mess up there. Coy says no one asked, but my Illini five is IO Darren Williams, Luther had Malcolm Hill and Kofi Coburn. You like that five? I do like that five, but I feel like any five I'm making, I'm throwing Demontre Williams in there. <laughs> it's not I had, like, I, had, I, I I don't know I think Demontre Williams might have been one of my first original I love blue guys okay can I get your Illinois five because I, I think it's crazy and Illini five doesn't include D Brown like it well, my, my, mine point. would be literally that 05 team and <laughs> put in Kofi and put in Demontre Williams okay like D Brown Darren Williams Luther Head Demontre Williams Kofi I didn't love Darren Williams like that. I think I'd go like like D Brown, Luther Head, Terrence Shannon, Brandon Paul, Kofi. Ooh, I love Brandon Paul. That's, That's a good job. I'm a. I wish that I 
understood the IO love a little more. Like I know he was really good, but I guess I think I'm missing in my head like the the heart connection that Illinois fans have with IO because well, they they worship Chicago, him. Chicago kid. Oh, that might be it. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, literally Chicago kid, and I think it was coming off years of being bad, and like he's a McDonald's All American. Like I, he's a McDonald's All American, I believe, like a top twenty player. He was okay. Yeah, I mean, he did kind of restore things. I just, I feel like I'm missing a latch there. It always feels like people hold him on like the Mount Rushmore of Illinois, which uh, I maybe I need to get there. Brian Van Namen says, couldn't agree more with DK saying that Coleman Hawkins isn't as good as people hype him up to be. I think he's a solid Big Ten player, but not an all Big Ten type of player like many seem to think he is. Some slander coming our boy Coleman's way. I don't know. Coleman just gets like un. Like some of his slander, I I can say is sometimes earned, but like sometimes, like he'll just step onto the court, and everyone in the arena wants to hate him and wants him to fail. Like Illinois is warming up, and they're like, "Man, they're sluggish today." Oh, it's starting with Coleman. Coleman's not stretching right at half court. Like I, we were at that Illinois game. Coleman couldn't breathe without the fans like on his neck, and yeah. he wasn't even doing anything. I don't. I'm more impressed that Coleman actually, you know plays and reps Illinois like he does when it seems like the fan base hates him, which is wild to me. Yeah. DK, I I think is also pretty far on the spectrum of despising Coleman. Like there's people who just dislike him and like aren't super high on his game. And then there's people who are like, he stinks. And I think DK is closer to that end of the spectrum. Uh, I like Coleman. I think he's a good player. I don't think he warrants a bunch of like all big 10 discussion. Um, but he's a good player, and I think he's a little underappreciated. I think part of the reason people underappreciate him, Card, is the fact that he looks like Randall from Monsters Inc. Like if he if he just looked a little, I don't know what. If he looked a little different, I think people would appreciate Coleman more. <laughs> oh, Randall from Monsters Inc. You don't see, you don't see that at all. Like I just somewhat, but I just don't want to. After I just talked about the fan base actually hating, I don't want to compare it to a character from Monsters. Okay, that's on me. I'm sorry. Uh, Lucas F eight one four four says DK looks like Foster Lawyer's weird uncle who owns a white van for quote work. Yeah, I see it. I see a world. <laughs> I don't hate it. Snap on twenty nine. You can make an argument. <laughs> Snap on twenty nine said to Greg Waddell, Illini Nation will continue to roast you until next March when our team is in the NCAA tournament. Michigan is in the NIT, and you can eat crow. Have I said that Michigan's going to be better than Illinois? Uh, I think you actually have. I really don't think I have. I I graded Michigan's off season better, but like that all there's this huge misunderstanding of people thinking I'm saying Michigan's going to be good and Illinois isn't. I think you came around on it, but like I think you said that you had like Illinois in the seven ish range, and you said that Michigan could be in that range. Yeah, I think like Illinois' floor is seventh. I still would. Like, let's just go through teams based on the exercise we did yesterday. MSU and Purdue are at the top. I would have Maryland and Ohio State in my three and four range. And then from there, it's like pick who you want from Wisconsin, Illinois. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Indiana. Northwestern. We haven't mentioned Indiana. Northwestern. I didn't say Indiana either. Yeah, I, I put Indiana down one. But I'd I'd go like Northwestern, Illinois, Wisconsin, five, six, seven. That they could finish seventh. They could finish fifth. That's the grouping I have them. Then I have Indiana, Michigan, Rutgers, eight, nine, ten. Like, is there a world where they flip? Sure. But Illinois is a better team on paper than Michigan is. 
Illinois had a worse offseason in my mind than Michigan did because Illinois, like it was all there for the taking for Illinois. They needed to get a nasty point guard and this team could have been best in the big Ten. They didn't do it. So there you go. I don't, I just don't understand why Illinois fans despise me right now. Uh, and then Seymour butts 420 said, Illinois fans are so sensitive with a laughing emoji. No comment from me. I still love my Illinois fans. I just wish they would come around on me and not misinterpret certain things that I say. Tony J 35 says, I don't get the take winning the big 10 and even tournament fixes all Zell and the number two seed Spartans losing left a sour taste till this day on how that great squad is remembered. The NCAA tournament is what matters. A discussion can be had if final fours versus national championship are acceptable. Zell was also player of the year, but never looked at as an acceptable outcome by fans. And that's just one example MSU fans live with. Can you imagine a world with the talent Purdue has that you have nothing tournament wise to show fans have to be starving. Purdue was a failure last year. They have to have a deep run into a final four to at least be okay. Yeah, I just disagree. <laughs> I just disagree. I mean, if they go out before the second weekend this year, that that's, I mean, they wasted Zach Eady. But I, can't it be okay to say, like, they failed in the tournament rather than everything was a failure? Like, they, they put out the national player of the year and hung yeah, two everything players. Everything is a failure is taking it too far, but I would I would use the F word and say, for the most part, that would be a failure in my eyes. It would be a failure in the tournament, but that's like, I think we can say both. It's not like it. I, and I don't know, maybe this is beyond just Michigan state, but it really feels to me like it's mostly just Michigan state fans who are like the tournament is all that matters. And I get like, as a fan of that program, I would probably feel the same way. Y'all are great in the tournament more often than not, but I don't think it's all that like I don't think Denzel Valentine should be looked at horribly from Michigan State fans because they lost Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I, that's no, crazy. I I, I, no, I don't. I mean, I I don't, but I do. I will say I think that Michigan State's fan base. I actually saw this a conversation come up when they were talking about I think like picking their all time great Spartans maybe or something like that, and because of what that happened in that tournament. Like, they were Dawkins, uh, which is crazy to me because literally he was the national player of the year. Right. Like, it's I, – I just – First team All-American. We won the conference. Like I don't it, get it. Again, fluky shit happens. Like, it, I think it's fair you should say it's a failure when a really good team loses to a bad team in the NCAA tournament. But that's the failure. You failed in the tournament, not this whole season was a failure. We can't remember them as any – like, no matter what happens with Purdue this year – as but, long as they're but, good, but like put it put it in like your fandom shoes. Haven't you gone through a season with Michigan where the regular season's been quote unquote a failure, but you make it to a Sweet Sixteen, so the season becomes a like success? Yeah, but I like let me be extremely clear. I don't look back fondly on the Caleb Houston Devonte Jones season because they won two games in March. That team was bad. Like, <laughs> I think you do look back fondly. On I that. don't. I think it's funny. I think it's funny to be like, wow, that bad team made a run. Like it's not, it is not better that a bad basketball team won two games in March than it would have been to just be a good basketball team. Like, I don't know, man. I, and it's fine. We can disagree. I, I think I understand why people feel strongly about it. I just, I don't understand why it can't be both like failure in the tournament. Good season. The debate painters legacy debate, all of that, what it means for him is more important to me than like, 
can we even remember Zach Eady as anything? Like, I remember Luca Garza as an awesome, dominant Big Ten player. I don't remember that he flamed out in the tournament every year. Yes, he did. It's part of his story, but that doesn't make him any less impressive in my mind. He was awesome. So maybe that's just a me thing. Malik Perry, 7359, says, MSU, I think, has better pieces than Purdue. Hogard Walker and Aikens better every year. Uh, Hall needs to be 100% healthy for the entire year. Yes, he does. Good luck with that. Sissoko could be that X factor with 10 and 10 with two blocks. Whoa. 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 I'd love to know what local dispensary. You said <laughs> 10, 10 and 10? 10 and 10 with two blocks is the Sissoko X factor from Malik. If this, this might make it happen, but if like he gets 10 and 10, Two blocks. I will. I don't know. I'll eat a shoe or something live on our YouTube channel. I'll, we can throw something out there. But that that there's no world where that happens. Zero zero point zero zero percent chance that happens. I will say Michigan State is the best team in the country. If we're penciling in Madi Sissoko for ten and ten with two blocks, <laughs> I'm in on that. Neil Stuckey nine eight nine six. Get an Illinois guy and do the all time segment with them. Interested to see what you guys think. If the NCAA would host a March Madness type tournament with all conference teams, who would be your one through five sixth man and coach for the Big Ten team? Uh, Neil, full of ideas today. I feel like we just hit on the all time Illinois thing from another comment, so we'll skip that. We're gonna do a segment today that I think is what you're asking for here, like a one through five sixth man and coach. We're gonna get to that, so stay tuned. And then he says, side note, agree with Carr. People can take talking sports and a lot of other things way too personal when having a disagreement. Kills trying to have discussions, debates with people. Yeah, I, I you know how I feel about that. But also, some people love, love debating. I would not say I love debating. I don't really love debate. I like getting my points across and like you letting your get your points across. But if you think like I'm going to go back and forth with somebody like just to you know, debate or maybe make my point. I already made my point. I don't got to debate it with you. You, on the other hand, Craig, you love a good debate. Let me tell you. I just, yeah, I get in the mud too much. Um, like yeah. Greg, Greg came out on the course yesterday and had a par off rip. I'm talking about first swing par. He didn't even enjoy it. He didn't even enjoy it because he was in a thread battle with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably my biggest downfall. I debate too much. It is what it is. But you're good at it at the same time. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Seymour Butts 420 says, I think Purdue will take a huge leap this year and make it to the round of 32. Ha ha. Uh, that's, that's solid. Got to laugh for me. At Will underscore Johnson says, Wisconsin has the toughest non-conference schedule in the nation. They play Tennessee Marquette at Arizona at Providence. First of all, I don't think that's tougher than Purdue schedule, um, probably a few other teams that have tough schedules like that. Greg will eat his Greg will eat his words about Wisconsin once they go three and one in these games. Three and one against Tennessee, Marquette at Arizona at Providence. Not to mention they play Virginia on a neutral floor with the potential of playing West Virginia as well. I think they go one and three in that stretch cart. Uh I, I see a two and two world. Well, are, are we acting like at Providence? I mean, I guess Providence is a tough place to play, but like it's Providence. Yeah, I'm they might go 0 4 to be honest. Like they're Wisconsin's significantly worse than Arizona, Marquette, and Tennessee. Significantly yeah, worse. And part of Wisconsin being good is what they do at the Cole Center. Yeah. 
I am curious. I, I don't know without looking it up. Tennessee and Marquette might be home games or they might be neutrals. I don't know. I think but they're neutrals. I believe. You, I, I can promise you, you're not beating Arizona at Arizona. You might get Providence at Providence. Um, maybe in the Ed Cooley era. I don't think you would. And then Marquette and Tennessee are just way better teams than Wisconsin. We'll see. Blake Brockman, 2131, says both DK and Cart out on Mike Woodson already. Wow. And with the whole TJD and where thing, y'all used to say TJD was lazy, questioned his motor, and then he changed that with the way he played last year. Now y'all are doing the same exact thing with where. I don't think I ever used to question TJD's motor. I used to question what they did with him. I used to... I, I was uh, always, uh, did, I, did I question his motor? Not you, maybe, but a lot of people did. And we definitely talked about it on this show. Did we? Huh. Okay. I feel like I took the stance where I was defending TJD. Maybe I thought that <laughs> if there was motor issues, it's because you were playing him next to Ray Thompson, putting him through hell every game. <laughs> like that's, it's hard to keep that motor going when you got to go through some things, but I, I don't know, just completely different. If Kiel Ware becomes half of what TJD is, that'll be a win for Indiana. But yes. I just don't, I don't see that happening. So uh, there's a little thread on this comment from Blake um, further down. He says, I just don't get the sleepers being so down on him. He's been in the tournament two years out of two. Archie could never make the tournament in four years of coaching. Why the hate for Woodson? I think my stance on Woodson, one, we just make a lot of jokes at Woodson's expense because I think he's a an easy target for jokes. No offense, but like he just looks so sleepy. Like you go to big 10 media day, you see him in person, you see the energy these other coaches show up with Mike Woodson has none of that. Like he just looks so bored by everything. Um, the other thing I would say is like, he definitely has done better. Like this program is expected to make the tournament every year. That wasn't the case with Archie. That's impressive. My pushback would be, I think like Mike Woodson to his credit last year had a team that was capable of competing for a big 10 title look no further than their wins against Purdue. Like they, they were good enough to potentially win the big 10 last year. They were good enough to make deep runs in the NCAA tournament. I never for a second felt that either of those were going to happen. Like I felt like that team was always a team that was ready to underachieve. And I think Mike Woodson's a part of that. I don't know why necessarily. Um, I think he's good at assembling talented rosters. Last year's roster was talented and it fit pretty well. And there was still just not, a moment. And also the year before, by the way, we're giving him credit making the tournament. Thank it, you. I was, that's the point I was about to bring up. They won the play against Wyoming snuck. and they then got snuck in. blitzed. Blitzed by St. Mary's. Blitzed. If my Michigan team doesn't blow a 20-point lead to Indiana, they're not in the tournament. So... Uh, Mike Woods has got to prove something to us. He has a good opportunity to do so this year. Matthew Hagen, 9521 says Mason Gillis should be a redacted by driving a point two seven two. I despise people who ignore the consequences of doing that. Lucky he didn't kill somebody. It's frustrating to see schools cover somebody three times the legal limit. If it was any other profession, they're out, but he can defend and shoot dot, dot, dot. I didn't know that Mason Gillis had done this. Did you know that? I knew he had a DUI. I didn't know it was like a like he could. I didn't know it was like he was drinking like Bob Huggins. Yeah, I didn't know. I, he had I a thought DUI. it was. I thought it was like a, he was underage and like if you blow anything, you're getting a DUI. I didn't know it was two point seven two. How's he alive? I had no idea he had a DUI. Um, we are not a program that skates by DUIs. If you've listened to us historically, we uh, 
we address DUIs quite a bit. So let's let's just say we will not uh, positively speak on Mason Gillis too much anymore. Is that fair to say? I don't think we loved Mason Gillis anyway, Cart. But I'm more of a Caleb first guy. Yeah, uh, and Brian Waddell. That's my favorite. Michael well, Mann. People, people say I look like Mason Gillis. I've gotten that before. That's an insult. I'm just saying. Is what it is. I don't see it for the record. Michael Mann two one seven one says, "Love the insight, but this guy is long winded." Uh, I I don't know who he's talking about. He could be talking about me. He could be talking about DK. We are very long winded when we get with DK on shows. Um, yeah, that's a that's a bug of us. But we know at least we're aware of it, right? Noah Bonama nine seven three six said, "Don't applaud a fish for swimming. Fish swim all day." That was the Aaron Henry quote. That was Aaron Henry. That was a great line. That was such a bar. Yeah, Aaron Henry really was special that year. I still not put him in my top five all the time. That's still crazy to me. Aaron Henry single-handedly made it so that the is over shirts that I made never saw the light of day. Damn it. <laughs> Had a real nice one with the the RIP tournament runs streak. Oh, my uh, word. Well, Aaron Henry, great job. Uh Okay, great job, comment section. Thank you for all those today. I appreciate everybody watching. Continue to watch our videos. Uh, and if I could get greedy for a moment, also now I'm just like begging our audience, but uh, watch watch the videos on YouTube too. That's where we we get our stuff from. So uh, we we've tried it, to do it's, our it's best. Like we're putting we're putting them on the streaming things for you guys because you know mm-hmm. we are a blue collar podcast for the people, but well, you know where we can really get the true support is this stuff on youtube so you know peep, peep both youtube stuff is good yeah just just click into the youtube at least throw a comment throw a like do that that's us being needy that's us begging but uh, again we've got some opportunities potentially in front of us some negotiations happening behind the scenes and the better our youtube numbers look the better uh chances that those come to fruition in general. And uh, I think hopefully if you're a fan of this program, you want that to come to fruition because it would be some very entertaining stuff in the middle of the season that uh, we want to bring to you, but we need your help to bring it to you. So uh, like subscribe, comment, all of that. Every little bit helps go to the YouTube channel to do that. Carl, let's move on. We got our topics today. Um, All right. First one, first one should be interesting. The Michigan, Michigan state rivalry is as heated as it has ever been. I think this is built up over the last year, year and a half. Yesterday was a monumental, both hilarious and kind of crazy day in, in this fan base rivalries existence. I would say a colleague of ours, uh, apparently was caught with a burner antagonizing herself, pretending to be a Michigan state fan, talking shit to her. This came in result of, of Mike Valenti, rant where he basically told Michigan fans don't come to Spartan stadium for the game. You might get hit with a battery. Um, <laughs> things are wild right now. Obviously things have been wild in this rivalry for a long time last year with the tunnel incident and then the discourse in response to it leading to now where we are in July of 2023 with fake burners and with uh, I don't want to call it a threat because I don't, I think he was speaking in jest, but whatever you call Valenti's comments, this rivalry is toxic as hell. Is that fair to say? What, what's your read on all this? Is anybody like definitively in the wrong? Do you like where the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry is at in general? 
Uh, no, I really don't. Just because I think it's, like you said, it's just completely toxic. It's like, it's not even a, we just want to beat this team. It's a, like, we want everyone on the other side to be in pain, suffering, like, just, I don't know. This is this is kind of where I'm coming from on it. One, to the Valenti point. Yes, he was ranting, but to me, and obviously this could be nobody else, but to me personally, I thought it was more so just like a, it's not a when the moment you step on campus, you're like going to get your ass beat or something like that. I think he was more so just speaking in general that it's going to be a very, probably a very heated environment. But I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm a certain way about my sports team or I'm a certain way about my school. I'm not fighting people because of the school I support. That's just insane to me. Like doing people that go these levels to, you know, put down another fan base is absolutely wild to me. Like I could never, it would never come across my mind to make an account and like talk shit to myself, pretending to be another person. That's just like a wild thought to me. And I don't know if it's because I don't have enough rivalry blood in me or something like that, but that's just like an insane step to take. It's just way too toxic. You know, uh, there was, I'm literally seeing Twitter back and forth between Michigan State and Michigan people talking about, oh, yeah, if I see you on campus or if I see someone else on campus, like we're going to fight. You're 32 years old. You have a family at home. Why are you meeting in at the tennis courts to fight a Michigan fan? Like, what are we, what are we doing here, people? Like, let's, 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 let's get real. Yes, there should be a level of hate or a level of despise for the other people. But like, what are we, what are we really doing? here? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't feel good about any of this. Uh, I think the stuff that happened yesterday was just absurd. I just want to say that to start. Like it was funny too. It was hilarious. The memes, the responses, like if you do what that person did, you should get dunked on. And uh, I will say credit, I shouldn't I don't want to credit anything, but credit credit to her. She's owning it at least a little. Uh, like yeah, she's not owning it as much as you think. She owned it in all the tweets. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Um I just saw like like the fact that she even tweeted like that was me and I did that. First of all, crazy to me. But at least <laughs> at least she's not pretending she didn't do it. Like once she got caught, she's like, Yeah, I did that. Um, but still crazy. But also, like, I, I don't really get what Valenti is doing either. Like, I just I don't understand why people would even want that to be like a route. Like, don't come to the game. I want opposing fans to come to the game. I think that's part of the fun of the games. Like, yeah. literally, the last <laughs> game that I attended, the best part about it is I was at the game with our friend TJ. We had a group of Michigan fans directly behind us, and they were up in the fourth quarter and third quarter, and they were talking that shit. And we were like, okay, yeah, all right, you should be talking shit. You're up right now, but don't let us come back and win. Yeah. Damn skip. We came back and win. We talked our shit and we went our separate ways. Yeah. And I maybe I'm soft. Maybe I'm just a mutant. I am a mutant, definitely. That's for sure. I'm one of the only people on earth, I think maybe the only person on earth card that has gone to the big house in Michigan State gear and rooted for Michigan State and gotten shitted on by everyone. And then six months later, gone to the Breslin Center in Michigan gear. Like I'm I'm an idiot. Okay. I own that. That's fine. It doesn't make sense. But I like, regardless of who I'm rooting for and who the crowd is rooting for and where I'm at, like, if I am with or surrounded by people either that I know or don't know that are on the other side, like, yeah, I want to be able to shit talk to each other back and forth, but then I want to like go get a 
Jack and Coke, okay, at Roadhouse after the game. Like, I don't want to, like, threaten them with batteries and say, don't come near me. Like, I don't understand why people enjoy that element of this at all. And it seems like it, it, I get there's, like, history there of, like, the, I don't know, like, some people think the tunnel thing was way more than just an isolated incident. And there's, like, years of buildup and the little brother bullshit, all of that. I get it. There's there's reasons for all of that. But like, I just wish there could be a little line drawn somewhere. And I don't I don't understand people whose like identity is rooted in I'm a fan of this program and I hate those people. And I feel like there's a lot of those people that are very online these days. A lot of them people I cross paths with that I like that just it weirds me out, man. Like I could never, I don't even have a Michigan fan. I don't want to be defined by like that guy's the Michigan basketball fan. Like (laughs) that's like something I like. It's not who I am as a person. I feel like there's way too many people that who they are as a person relies on. I hate Michigan state or I hate Michigan to the point that I'm going to make burners. Like (laughs) that's crazy. That that's crazy. Do Do you have burner accounts? No, I, I genuinely do not. I don't have one either. Yeah. The closest thing I got is um, for work, <laughs> for one of the companies I work for, we had to make an account that we could anonymously tweet clips from so that we could take those clips and like repurpose them without stealing the broadcasting rights. So I do have that, um, but it's it's very obviously not a burner and it just tweets basketball clips. What if, what if I looked at the likes of that of that uh, account? <laughs> I think you would laugh. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hit I you up on the side uh, for the folks out there. I know what account that is. Oh yeah, you definitely do. I mean, it's yeah. I, it was intended to have people know. Anyways, all right. So, can, do we put a bow on this? Like, is there any way to wrap up this section? Un- unfor- <laughs> unfortunately, the last thing I'll say is it's not going to get any better. It's not. It's it's probably going to get worse, and I wish there was a way to change it, but it's just I think it's way too. It's way too deep in it. It's way too deep in it. Like you said, I think it's way too many people who have stationed themselves on their whole identity being, I will die for anything Michigan State, Michigan State, anything that can't do anything wrong. And the other side are the worst group of people ever invented. And I'll never say anything and anything nice about them. And I want to fight those people, basically. Like yeah, That's crazy to me. It feels like politics, truly. Like It's worse than politics, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Messy stuff. Are we um, okay? Like, are you good with me? Yeah, I love you. All right. I'm high on you too. Okay. I think we're in an all right spot. We'll move. Maybe, maybe we'll benefit from this in the long run. Maybe like as other programs get more and more toxic and alienate half the state, maybe there's open arms here where we're just like, we want people to come disagree and have fun and this get is, a drink this after. Is a safe, this is a safe space. This is, hey, it's Greg here, interrupting whatever nonsense Cart and I are talking about to ask you if you knew that we do this five days a week now. Monday through Friday, you can find the full video episodes of every episode of The Sleepers Podcast on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to them wherever podcasts can be listened to. Please like and subscribe, though, because we're kind of trying to make this a more real thing. And we don't really make any money off of this right now, which uh, is not ideal. So, yeah, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoy this. And let's get you back to the show. Let's move on to your uh, your draft you wanted to do. Can you explain the rules of this and how we're going to do this? Yeah, so I wanted to draft me and you current big time players. 
uh, including the incoming freshmen. You're building a starting five to, mm, okay, I just want to make this, I want to make this clear. And you can say what you, which way you want it. Do you want it to win the big 10? Like you're building a big 10 team or you're just building a team in general. Like you want to win, you know, win a final four. Cause it's different to me. It is different. It is different. Um, Let's say trying to win a national championship. National that's championship. Okay. Yep, and that's the goal. so we're going to draft five starters, one six man and a coach. And because you won the golf round yesterday, I am going to give you the first pick. Okay. All right. Does it alternate or is it snake style? Are we going alternate, one, then alternate. two, three? Okay. Alternate. So I get one, three, five, seven, nine. Yes. Okay. Huge advantage for me, first of all. Uh, I'll take the no-brainer best player in the country. I'll take Zach Eady. Zach Eady. Okay. Uh, I might go I might go sideways and get the coach off the board here. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um um, I will go. Uh, I'm gonna go Terrence Shannon Jr. Ooh, interesting. I'm gonna go Terrence Shannon Jr. Can you elaborate on that at all, or no? Uh, I'll elaborate on it when I get further into the draft. But I got a little bit of strategy here. Okay, three. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's somebody I'm missing. Because I think you and I have the same strategy, and I don't want to take the first bite. <laughs> um, I don't like this. I don't like this you at all. You just said you were in a great position two seconds ago. I was. I know what's screw. You. I'm taking Tom Izzo. You're, you're calling for the coach right now. I'm, I'm taking Tom Izzo. I'm trying to win a national championship. There's only one coach in this conference who's capable of doing that in March. Give me Tom Izzo. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going Tyson That's Walker. how petty I am also. I just, I, yeah. yeah, that is very petty. I'm going Tyson Walker. That's a horrible pick. That's the worst pick of the draft so far. Really? Um, good player. He Arguably a better player than Terrence Shannon, but there's a lot of value on the board at that position. Um, I like that backcourt. That's the backcourt I want. Whoever I don't pick here, you're going to pick the other one of. I got to take my guy. I have to. I'm taking Boo Booey. That's a good pick. Taking Boo Booey. Some NBA team. I'm going to go Deshaun Harris-Smith at the three. Wow. Okay. Maybe Deshaun Harris-Smith at the two, Terrence Shannon at the three. Oh, I like this team. Yeah, All you're right. athletic. You're athletic. Um, who's your who? Who's your core right now? Harris-Smith, Tyson Harris-Smith, Walker. Walker, Shannon Jr. You need a big. Um, well, I got I got 10 and 10 and 2. Maddie Sissoko still on the board. That's true. Wow, there's really a big drop-off in talent this year. In a pretty big way. Uh, I'm going to take. I'll take best player available, I guess. I'll take Jameer Young. I don't think you were going to take him, but I think he's best player available. Give me the double point guard look. Boo Booey, Jameer Young with Zach Eady at center. I need a coach on the floor. Do everything, die for the program guy, heady, sneaky athletic. 
Oh God. Give me Tyler Wall off the floor. Oh my God. This is horrible from you. This is horrible from you. I'm baffled right now. Okay, I need I need shooting. This might be a worse pick than the pick you just made. I just need shooting. That's all I need. Taking Peyton Sanford. That's not a bad pick at all. I really like that pick. I'm taking Peyton Sanford. I need shooting. Shooting, shooting, shooting. I'm going to go. I was going to. Damn. I was really hoping I could grab him with the six-man pick. Are you starting Sanford? Uh, Right now on paper, yeah. We'll see. I need shooting. That's I got Boo Booey, Jameer Young, and Zach Eady. All I need is shooting. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, I need a big. Oh, I love him. God damn. I want. I wish I could have Hunter Dickinson as my five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I will. God, this is so tough. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anybody here. Wisconsin, uh, give me, give, give me Coleman at the five. Wow, small ball. Yeah, give me Coleman at the five. I thought you might go Cliff. I was th- I was between Cliff. Well, I don't want to give you ideas. Who I was okay. Well, I got I I have my final two picks. I'm really excited about them. I'm gonna take the best small forward. In the Big Ten, Jay Nakins. Great shooter. I need a great shooter. I need a guy who is comfortable not having the ball in his hands and playing next to two point guards, even though he might be better than them. Perfect. Boo, okay. Jameer, all, you Jay. Do is make, all you had to do is make your pick, okay? <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for the extra insight. You getting Akins and Sanford is really pissing me off. I'm I'm winning the draft by a lot. I got Zach Eady, Boo Booey, Jameer Young, Jaden Nagins. And you're right. Yeah, I am I got I got I got the I have the NBA player. I got Tyson Walker. I got Shannon. Who's the I NBA player? Ball. You have you're Illinois. Just add Tyson Walker. That's your team. It's Illinois and add Tyson. And Deshaun Harris Smith. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how you finish up. Continue. Okay. Um for my sixth, this will this gotta be my sixth man. Uh God, this is, does the Big Ten stink? Yeah, it's bad. It, it does. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I because I feel like I'm missing somebody like big right now, but I don't want to just like going through the teams really quickly here. Uh, I would have picked Paul Mulcahy, but my king has moved on. Um, let's see here. I will take. Mm. I'll take Scotty Middleton. I thought about him. I thought about him, but once I once I got the backcourt in the big, I was out because I needed known shooting, and I'm a little scared on his shot. But I like that. Yeah, pick. me too. Did I miss a shoot? I'm, can you comment on my team afterwards? Did I miss a shooter at this pick? We'll, we'll do comments afterwards. Um, okay. All right. I I'm actually I am bringing Sanford off the bench now that. Uh, I see what's going on. I'm taking a guy you never would have picked. I don't think this is a stretch car. I need a stretch four that I know can shoot the basketball and play defense is Kamwa. I think he's the best stretch four available after you took Coleman. He's not a stretch four. Yeah, he is. He can shoot. Can he's, he? Yes. And guard the perimeter. What are Absolutely. his percentages? Pull him up. 
I'll pull him. You can pull him up while I pick my coach. Um, as my coach, uh, I'm taking Fran. Oh my God, that's horrible. We're trying to win a national championship. Yeah, and I need I need I need a coach <laughs> who's gonna get upset. <laughs> that's absurd. Uh, you should have taken Brad for the record, even though he can't win in the tournament either. Kamwa is a career 36% three-point shooter. He can shoot. Attempts numbers? Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm asking a lot of you right now. He shot two a game last year. Okay, well. He can shoot. Stretch four is a stretch, I'd say. Oh, God. All right, so my final team is Boo Booey, Jameer Young, Jay Nakins, Olivier Kamwa, Zach Eady, Peyton Sanford off the bench with Tom Izzo coaching. And your team is? My team is coached by Fran McCaffrey. I have Tyson Walker, Terrence Shannon, Sean Harris-Smith, Tyler Wall. Uh, who's my fifth? Uh, Coleman. And then Scotty off the bench. Yeah, I, I despise your team. <laughs> I don't like yours either. All right, let us know in the comments who won this exercise. Uh, he picked Fran McCaffrey in an exercise to win a national championship. That's <laughs> just... Come I on. mean, you took the national championship coach. What else am I supposed to do? That was arguably the pick of the draft. Also, for people saying I'm a Tom Izzo hater, let everyone know the exercise we just did. I took Tom Izzo in the second round, okay? That's some value. I want to do a quick discussion on Lionel Messi, Cart. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with this Messi nonsense. Messi is either the greatest soccer player of all time or one of the greatest. You can tell me what that answer is. You're the, the footy expert on the show, okay? Messi is a stud. We know that. Comes to the MLS. He dominates. He should dominate. It's the MLS. I'm getting group texts from family members that have never even cared about soccer for an ounce of their life, and they're sending me all caps Messi. I got sister-in-laws buying tickets to go to Miami and bring the family down so they can get a glimpse of Messi when they haven't cared about soccer in their lives. That's fine. I'm glad. It's cool that Messi's in America. But I don't need a group text from Aunt Carol every time Messi scores a goal in the MLS cart. It's the MLS. Like, if LeBron James turns 40 and goes to China and hits a game winner his first game, I am not going to be bragging about that like it's the greatest moment in the history of basketball, like American fans are trying to do with this free kick. And like, yeah, he, he checked it. He's Lionel Messi, dog. Like, can, can I name the players in the MLS? Of course Lionel Messi is getting goals and assists in the MLS. I don't understand what American people are missing on this. Like, it's not impressive that he's doing this. At all. It's, it's not, arguably it's the least impressive thing Lionel Messi has ever done in his life as a soccer player. So this this is this is equivalent of an NBA player showing up to LA fitness pickup runs. That's literally what it is. It is. It truly is. Like it, and for the footy people out there, this this one will hit a little differently. Messi's first goal yesterday, not the free kick one in the game the other day, he he beat Brad Guzan. In in goal, Brad Guzan, who has been a career like third goalkeeper for the United States men's national team, stinks. And like he's forty years. Brad Guzan is forty years old himself, and bald. Like it's it's not impressive. Messi should be doing it. It sucks that Messi is doing it. He should be somewhere else. I get it. It's sweet. 
Everyone loves these probably selling hella tickets, selling gear. Like, this is great for Inter-Miami. It's unreal. Like, they get to do their season tickets and all that shit. But, like, everything he's doing in the MLS is not impressive. Messi is the GOAT of soccer. He should be doing this. And the MLS stinks. It stinks. Yeah. I just – I wish as American soccer fans – like we could just acknowledge that. Like we don't, we don't need to act like Messi scoring a goal is incredible. I don't need group text every time he scores a goal in the MLS. I'm sorry. It's driving me insane, man. Like just let's realize who he's playing against. Like I, I'm, I don't want to name names. There's a kid in the MLS who's an every game MLS starter. That's just like a local kid from where I live in Michigan. And like everyone in my family is like shocked that Messi's scoring two goals in a game. Like, it's Lionel Messi versus the local kid. Like, he's not in the EPL even. Like, he never played in the Premier League, and he's here scoring goals, and people are acting impressed. It's insanity to me. It's insanity to me. I'm just done. I just wanted to get that out there. That's all we needed today. Let's end with one big thing, Cart. Would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first today? Uh, I'll go first. Mine's pretty short. My one big thing is that, yes, it's good to strive for goals. It is. It truly is. But there, there needs to be a certain point where you're you're rooted in reality. And maybe that's this is a, a bounce back of not dreaming. But you got to be real with yourself. Sometimes you're just not that guy. And that's okay. I feel like you need to move on in life, maybe hit a pivot. But just because you have a goal doesn't mean that you have to kill yourself striving for that goal. There should be some type of joy in giving up. That's that's kind of my, my shtick for the day. There's joy in giving up. Sometimes giving up is not bad. Sometimes giving up is good. Just give up. You're still getting a club fitting for the record. Like you're, you're trying to publicly act like you're giving up on golf. And I know for a fact you have a scheduled club fitting. So that doesn't mean I'm giving, that doesn't mean I'm not giving up. Someone wouldn't get new golf clubs if they were giving up. Just saying you got a lot of work to do. The yips are real. I will say that I've seen it. I am. I am the Markel Fultz of golf. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, all right, my one big thing. I'm, I have a hot take. It's a prediction. This could be clipped. Michigan's going to lose one of the four games they don't have Jim Harbaugh for. Which one? If I had to guess, I would go Rutgers. Because for the record, that was a close game in the fourth quarter last year with Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. I hope they don't because all the uses that Harbaugh got there is an excuse. It's hilarious this has happened. Jim Harbaugh stinks. I'm sorry. He's just a horrible person, guys. Just acknowledge it. Okay, great episode today, Cart. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back for another episode of Riley Fridays. Riley Davis from Heat Check will join the show tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.